I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs. To respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the cancelling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks. Hello, everybody. It's Michelle, and today I am taking on a really important and complex topic um, for this week's mini-sode, and I really hope that the tips from today's episode do help you and that you are able to apply them and practice them. And because this is such a complex topic, it is also something that is like many of the things that Marissa and I speak about on the Strong and Simple podcast, as well as things that I talk about in Straight Up Strong and with my one-on-one remote and in-person clients. This is something that is going to take practice. You are not going to necessarily have the change overnight in your mindset. And you also um, are going to have days when it's harder than other days. And this is what it is like to be human. And I think one of the most important things to think about when we are talking about the topic that we're going to talk about today and when we're thinking about this is that you are not alone in your frustrations. And just by being aware that you are not going to, or you're going to try to not go on another restrictive diet or burn yourself out with some really wild fitness program, trying to quote unquote, slim down for summer, you are already on a new trajectory for your relationship with your body and your relationship with food, your relationship with fitness. So with that being said today, I want to just chat with you a little bit about how to feel summer ready in the body that you already have. There is a lot of pressure that usually starts in about, I don't know, March. So you have the new year, new you push in December and January. And then around March and April, you have the get your summer body push. Lots of fitness challenges, lots of nutrition challenges, lots of multi-level marketing companies. This is a time that they are preying on a lot of people and their insecurities because 
we have been taught and conditioned that we need to look a certain way in order to be beach quote unquote appropriate. That our bodies need to look a certain way to be pleasing to other people. And this is all rooted in patriarchy. It's rooted in racism. It is rooted in um, diet culture. And honestly, most of these ideal bodies, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, are, are not even necessarily an achievable, sustainable body for many folks because humans were made to be diverse. So therefore there is just like there's many different shades of eye color, shades of our skin tone, shades of hair color, um, different heights, different shoe sizes, right? This is all because of genetics. And this is our bodies. Genetics play a huge role in our bodies and what our bodies look like, okay? So, <clears throat> When we're thinking about the, the body that we think we are supposed to have to feel appropriate in the summer is oftentimes an unachievable, and if it is achievable, it's not going to be sustainable for long for many folks, okay? So I just want to let you know that if you're feeling a certain way about summer, about clothing that is going to be more revealing as it gets warmer out. And in the Boston area this past weekend, um, summer weather was kind of thrust upon us in the middle of May, which was unusual. And I too felt a little, ooh, gotta pull out the shorts or, oh, am I, you know, quote unquote, ready for this? And I've been practicing this confidence in my body and feeling better in my body and having a better relationship with my body for years. And it's still never perfect. Okay. And, but I think it's really important to let you know that I still have those moments of insecurity because I am human. Okay. And I am not, um, I am not immune to the messaging that is sent to me at all times about what, um, culture, society says I should look like. <clears throat> so from an emotional standpoint, this still happens, but from practicing this improvement in my body image and improvement in my body confidence, I am able to take those motions, those moments of emotionality and come to a place of neutrality. And then sometimes, most of the time, even then being able to go into a place of positivity. <clears throat> so what are some of the things that I recommend for folks to do? So first, <laughs> I know that um, it's very easy and you see this all over Instagram too and Pinterest, you know, your body is summer ready. And yes, it is. And that's, but it's very, <laughs> that is very simplistic. Um, and it's messaging because when you feel a certain way about how your clothes feel and how you look in your clothes, it is hard to just be like, oh yeah, I'm summer ready. I do think it's a great mantra, an affirmation to practice saying to yourself in the mirror. But again, this isn't going to happen overnight, this mindset, mindset shift, okay? So <clears throat> 
I do want to encourage you that, especially in May, that any sort of nutrition or fitness plan that you think is going to give you a certain body and therefore confidence is going to be something that is very restrictive and unsustainable in the long run. And again, confidence does not just come from losing weight or being a certain clothing size that many folks in many different clothing sizes and at many different weights feel insecure and uncomfortable in their bodies. So losing weight is not a guarantee of confidence. Practicing mindset shifts of acknowledging how amazing your body, the way it is, is where this confidence is gonna come from at no matter what size you are. If you do happen to lose weight, if you gain weight, build more muscle, lose muscle, right? It's all internal work that happens. And with a lot of these um, fast track fitness and nutrition programs that are out there that you're probably being bombarded with ads for, um, they are not helping you make that mindset shift. So I just wanna put that out there, okay? Um, And I know, I know it's so hard. It is hard as fuck to overcome the years of conditioning that we've been subjected to that you need to look a certain way, all right? But one of the biggest tips that I can suggest to you is to unfollow social media accounts that make you feel a certain way about your body. And a certain way about your body, I mean, when you are in comparison about their body perhaps looking quote unquote better than your body or wow, like why can't I just do what they do and look this way, right? So when you are constantly having these images sent your way of certain body types and certain perhaps oftentimes unhealthy ways of getting into that body, that's what's gonna be at the forefront of your mind, all right? So I encourage you, as my first tip here to unfollow Fitzbo accounts that only show one body type and only focus on losing weight, building muscle, et cetera, okay? Find and explore new accounts that focus on fitness and nutrition to feel great, not to look great, quote unquote, in our culturally normed way. All right, there are many wonderful accounts out there and I will link some in the show notes um, for you to check out. And, you know, sometimes these accounts, these Fitzbo accounts happen to be our friends and or family members. And I will let you know that there is a way on both Facebook and Instagram to mute accounts. So nobody even has to know that you, because you haven't technically unfollowed them, you're still following them, but you have muted them. So their posts are not coming up. And actually on Instagram, there is a way where you can mute stories and mute feed posts. So um, you might have a friend who posts content because they're always on a diet. It makes you feel not great about yourself. Um, If it feels triggering to you, you can mute them and they don't even realize that you're, you know, not paying attention to them anymore. So you don't have to have that awkward conversation that can sometimes feel very awkward um, about, "I, I have to unfollow you because of this, right? So that is an option for you. Um, Another tip that I have for you is when you have a moment 
of negative thoughts about your body. So for instance, perhaps you go to put on um, a dress that you wore in the summer of 2019. We've now survived two years of a pandemic. Many folks have gained weight. Um, and if this is you, maybe that dress no longer fits you in the way that you enjoyed and you might have some negative comments for yourself, perhaps about your willpower, um, perhaps um, some thoughts about, you know, feeling gross, feeling disgusting, you let yourself go, right? I want you to take a breath when you notice these thoughts come up and I want you to acknowledge your feelings about your body when you have them. This is not easy. Take a breath, acknowledge these feelings, and then come to a place of neutrality, all right? Sometimes it can be too hard to go from negative to positive. So for instance, you might think to yourself, I don't like the way my arms are jiggling. A reframe into neutrality would be, I have arms right? You have arms. I have an arm. I have triceps. I have biceps. Now you could then go a step further. If it feels comfortable for you to think about something about, um, my arms help me lift and carry my children. My arms give amazing hugs. Okay. That would then be going from that negative thought to more neutral and then to something positive that doesn't necessarily have to do with their appearance, okay? And that can just play into your brain and the psychology of those thoughts to then make you feel more neutral um, and not so uncomfortable, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So another thing that you can do that I suggest, and I really think that this is important, and I know that there is privilege that comes with this next tip. If you are going out to purchase clothing for yourself for the summer months, I highly encourage you to go ahead and buy clothing that fits you really well in the size that you are now. I encourage you to not wait until you lose the 10 pounds or until you are back into a size whatever, okay? Um, by squeezing ourselves into clothing, including underwear that does not fit well, that's just going to be uncomfortable for you and then play into your brain about, um, I feel uncomfortable. I'm, you know, I can't believe I'm this size now. And then it can start you on that spiral because you're having a constant reminder of your body. So buying clothes that are in the size of your body now are going to make you feel more confident and comfortable. And I understand that there, again, this is privilege. I am a straight sized person. I 
it is easy for me to go out and find clothing in my size. I know for many folks, especially for folks in larger bodies, it can be very, very difficult to find clothing items in your size. I hear you and I see you and I love you. And I advocate for clothing manufacturers to make clothing that fits all bodies. And one thing you can do folks out there is your favorite clothing um, stores and um, where you like to get clothes, you can also advocate that they have a wider range of clothing sizes and question them when they do not. And um, it's even more important for folks in um, smaller bodies to make comments and suggestions to clothing manufacturers um, to speak out for all folks, okay? So use your voice here. I also understand that there is some financial, there's a lot of financial privilege here in this conversation about just go buy new clothes. So one thing that I suggest is if you are financially strapped and you feel not comfortable in the clothing that you have, can you do a clothing swap with some of your friends or at work? And actually one of my good friends um, has organized um, a clothing swap for June that I'm uh, pretty excited about. And, you know, folks just bring 12 to 15 or however many items you suggest, gently worn items. They might be clothing that no longer fit you. They might be items that you just, you know, you bought, you thought you were going to love them, but you just don't. And they've been hanging in your closet. And this makes it a, a very accessible way to share clothing items and to find potentially items that fit your body better than what you currently have in your closet and also give an opportunity for the clothes that no longer fit you, perhaps those are then going to go and make somebody else feel amazing when they put them on. Um, this is also sustainable, more sustainable um, for the environment, right? Instead of just going out and buying new clothes. Um, also donating your gently worn items to um, organizations that can then upsell them or donate them to folks who need access to more affordable clothing items. Okay, so those are a few suggestions that does not make it perfect, but I did want to address, because um, I do think that it is really important for our confidence in our clothing, even in the winter, to be wearing items that fit our bodies and are comfortable and that we feel comfortable in. That's going to help our confidence in the items but I did wanna make sure that I spoke to the privilege of the idea of just going out and just buying new items. I think that that was really important to address. Okay, uh, fourth tip I have for you today is to find a fitness routine, a movement routine that you enjoy and makes you feel amazing. Really starting to make that shift from, I'm working out to losing, to lose weight or to quote unquote tone, which the concept of tone is um, for another mini soda, I think. Um, but when you find a fitness routine that allows you to focus on progress that is not aesthetic, 
you are not only more likely to stick with this routine, but you are, research shows that, especially strength training and lifting, you know, heavy weights and heavy is relative to you, really boosts your confidence and your self-image and self-esteem of you and your body. Um, so, you know, I encourage you to focus on measures of progress, such as um, being able to add more weight to your squats. Um, maybe you're able to cut a little time off from your half marathon. Perhaps you're working on increasing your flexibility and you are now able to go a little deeper into a split. Um, maybe you are working on some yoga poses and working on balance and you realize that you can now hold tree pose for longer than you were able to before. Um, and all of these things, you start to reconnect with your body and recognize um, all of these amazing things that your body does for you um, so that you are able to then have more things when you're having those negative thoughts about what your body looks like. It then gives you more things to attach and connect to um, to move from negative to neutral to positive. So that is my fourth tip for you. And number five, number five today is to surround yourself with other folks who are not always participating in diet talk. And I know um, a couple of weeks ago that our mini-sode was navigating diet talk at social events. And this is another thing that takes a lot of practice. So I'll link that episode in the show notes so you can go back and re-listen to it for some ideas. Um, the more folks go against the grain, the more, more of us go against the grain of participating in diet talk and participating in negative body talk with others. This happens so often, especially in groups of women, um, <clears throat> where we start nitpicking our bodies, looking for affirmation from other folks. And then it kind of spirals where everybody, instead of like just affirming, like, no, you look great or you're so strong. It then becomes other women are affirming other people by then nitpicking their own bodies. It is, um, a spiral that happens and, um, it happens a lot. It happens in the workplace. It happens at brunch. It happens, um, when you're picking your kids up from daycare, right? So I just want you to be aware of that. The more of us that can speak up or walk away from those types of conversations, the more we are making it known that we're not going to participate and that that might bring more awareness to the other people to perhaps it's time to have other conversations, right? And again, I'll link this episode in the show notes about navigating diet talk. You might just walk away from the conversation. You might bring up like, this makes me feel uncomfortable because X, Y, Z, do some education about it in the moment. And it might also be something where um, you try to change the subject and then bring it up with one person after the fact um, and do some education. But it's a different social events, different relationships. Um, and you'll kind of figure out like where you feel most comfortable doing that. But when you are surrounding yourself with others who are not always participating in diet talk, um, 
you are going to again not have all of these things that you could potentially be criticizing your body for at the forefront of your brain. So that's another tip is to really practice um, not participating in the diet talk and also surrounding yourself with folks who want to have a conversation about a book, maybe a book club, right? Or you're working with a group of teachers and you're talking about um, the latest research in reading, how to teach phonics and how to teach kids to read. There's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world of reading instruction. <laughs> so that's always a great conversation, right? If you are, excuse me, around other fitness folks, maybe you're talking about um, new research that has come out about creatine or you're talking about, you know, sports, like literally anything, <laughs> literally anything is more interesting than talking about dieting. And we are keeping ourselves especially as women, we are keeping ourselves small when we're only keep talking about getting small, all right? So it's putting that out there. So these were five tips that I have for you that I hope are helpful for you for those moments <clears throat> when you were pulling out your summer clothing items and you're like, gee, I don't feel great in these, um, in these outfits right now. First, unfollow Fitspo accounts that are only showing one body type. Attempt to diversify your social media feeds. Two, acknowledge your negative feelings about your body when you have them and then reframe to a place of neutrality. And then if you're ready for it, to a place of positivity. Three, don't wait to buy yourself new clothes and outfits until you're some arbitrary number on the scale or until you are quote unquote, back into a certain size. Also, I encourage you to donate clothing that no longer fits you. And I know that this can be especially hard. I'm going to go on a little side bend here. Um, <clears throat> you might have a special dress or a special jumper or something that has like a sentimental connection for you. And it can be like a huge bummer when um, that no longer fits you. Um, but just remember, like, again, bodies are meant to change. We are not supposed to be the same size for our entire lives. When we are 45, our bodies were not designed to always be the same size that we were when we were 18. Um, I know that there are some folks who do seem to stay the same size as they were when they were 18, but chances are they also have body insecurities, my friends. Okay. But perhaps through a clothing swap or a um, re-gifting of one of, of these favorite clothing items that you love, you are now rebreathing some life and happiness into these items that have brought you life and happiness, right? Um, by allowing them to bring joy if it's something that is then gonna be something special for somebody else. Um, and that can be a really, really great feeling. <clears throat> So again, finding clothing items that fit your body as your body is right now that you feel comfortable and confident in. And this includes underwear, wearing bras and uh, underwear that is too tight, that digs into you, 
Like that's a constant reminder that what you're wearing isn't fitting you well, which can then cause you to kind of spiral into things that are wrong with you, where it's actually what's wrong with the clothes. Number four, find a fitness routine that you enjoy and makes you feel amazing. Trying to find connection to movement and exercise that is not all about chasing a calorie burn or chasing a certain weight loss goal or aesthetic goal. Um, and five, surround yourself with others who are not always participating in diet talk. So those are my five tips for you today to feel summer ready in the body that you are in. And I hope that they were helpful for you. I would love to hear um, which suggestions are helpful for you, what questions you have, as well as if you have any other suggestions for myself, for Marissa, and for all our listeners, you can join the conversation over on our Instagram. You can also email us. And if this episode was useful for you, would love for you to share this with your friends and family. And also, um, we always appreciate if you subscribe, give us a follow on whatever platform you are listening to so you never miss a new episode. And I am going to ask if you have enjoyed this episode and or any of our other episodes would really appreciate uh, a review, preferably a five-star review. Of course, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and not be humble and ask for that. That helps those kinds of reviews, especially if you leave not just the stars, but the comments and the written feedback underneath, just like with books. Reviews on Apple, on Spotify, um, on Google, especially on Stitcher, those help other folks find us so that we can then get our message out to more and more folks. So thank you so much for being here today, and I will see you in our next episode. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at strongandsimplepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs.